Hey, good people in podcast land. Welcome to Convene, a conversation series dedicated to connecting the creative community in Toronto. I'm your host, Chris Penrose, and this 16-part series is about the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto. This edition of Convene is supported by Factor Canada. For this episode, I spoke with Chris Wilson. Based out of Toronto, Chris is currently the Director of Programming and Brand Partnerships for the Drake Hotel Properties and has previously worked in London, UK as Talent Booker and Music PR for Ace Hotel. In his current role, he is responsible for assembling and managing a year-round program of high-quality music, cultural programs and events. His programming is focused on supporting the community and creating platforms for cultural producers and artists to be self-sufficient. The first question I want to ask you is if you can describe what your role in the music industry is in, in your city. Um, I am a venue booker, music promoter, and cultural programmer. I'm a gateway for discovery when it comes to music within the city. Uh, most within the property that I, I currently work out of, it's the place that you would go to be introduced to the city and to the music that is happening within the city. It's it's that perfect size capacity, the Drake Underground, 150 cap. Um, so if you're looking to break into the city and be and move your way up that that ladder of, of venue sizes when you're doing or you're booking shows it's it's the entry point for sure so that's what i act as <laughs> yeah and that's why I, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you because i think that that is a, that big question of what you just said is like if you want to break into the city and especially with the amount of venues that uh, the city has lost over time um, and then you know different sizes of venues that the drake underground just serves as a really important gateway as you described it um the next question I have for you is thinking about Montreal now. What is your experience of the music industry in Montreal? Uh, I've always experienced it in two, I guess, two different types. Um, Pop Montreal, which is a phenomenal festival, really well programmed, that really highlights different genres of music um, and and the city itself, because it takes place all across it, um, which is awesome. And then the nightlife of, of Montreal, the the rave scene, the their club culture, um, the freedom, the ability to to be yourself has been my other experience. So, I mean, the, the through line between those two things that is a common connector is is um, their abilities to navigate red tape whether or not the red tape exists or it feels like it doesn't based off of the, the boundaries that they push when it comes to the program and, and where they perform and, and what they do, uh, the set design. So it's always been more of a, the creative undertones, uh, not just people who are, are musicians, but people that um, cross multiple different creative platforms, whether they be visual artists, um, set designers, video directors, um, that whole span. So, kind of it's the music scene in Montreal has always been a gateway into the other cultural components of the city. Those are two really interesting points. I think that question, and I personally don't know enough about 
what the differences are in say permits and restrictions and red tape when it comes to Toronto and Montreal but that sense of either there's less red tape or they're better at getting around the red tape is a really interesting observation and I think the other one of like the connection to where music is this gateway and kind of portal to all these other types of um, creative arts and creative industries is another really interesting observation. Yeah, it's been interesting in that point. Like, I mean, I like, I use Pop Montreal as an example because when it comes to like a festival, they would, they would be in the back of this like bread making shop where you'd be doing a panel discussion or going to a show that's in a, you know, an affluent neighborhood that's a mansion that can fit in anywhere in an empty space, a living room to listen into a, a keys player and, and an acoustic guitar singer. Um, and we're just all huddled around. So it's just the, the ability to make the experience welcoming um, and also untraditional, I yeah. feel is a big part. Like, you know, there is the, and the traditional space that you would go to experience music in, it, it hasn't been, um, it's historic, the traditional spaces, you know, they have a Massey Hall feel. <laughs> I think that's the best way to explain it. Yeah, Something that just is rooted in the, in the, the history of the city and, and hasn't been changed, you know, it, there's still parts of it that are there from maybe the first person, if it was like, a punk rock band from the 70s you know like i think it still keeps that that strong that that part of it is still strong within each one of those venues so it's very interesting yeah and, and i think that that's where you know culture and city building and architecture do come into play you know like there are there's this shared community between toronto and montreal in terms of you know, di different diasporas, specifically the African diaspora, um, but as well, you know, Middle Eastern diaspora and, and a number of other, there's um, this shared connection to hip hop culture, which is a global culture. Um, but then you have the, the gravity of like local culture and local architecture and uh, local urban planning and those kind of things that do then kind of shape the music experience in a city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you another question about now moving to the relationship. What are your thoughts on how connected Montreal and Toronto currently are? That's been one that I've been, you know, personally trying to figure out because in my role, um, I've been trying to find ways to connect the two cities and because talent pool and just allowing for artists to have multiple different avenues to be able to generate revenue. Um, given that, you know, my, I can book someone within my venue, but it's, it's not necessarily enough for an artist to be able to build their fan base. You know, like they, they do want to expand and, and meet new, new, new individuals, new audiences. So connecting them has always been something in, on the top of mind for me, but I don't, from other than that, like what my feelings is, is that, people from Toronto moved to Montreal, um, whether they they moved there for school or they've just moved there for because um, of rent and the opportunities when it comes to that part. Um, and then, but I've never truthfully met anybody who's moved from Montreal and lives in Toronto. 
So it seems like a one-way, and I imagine that there is people from Montreal that live here, obviously. Um, when it comes to music, I never really have met that person. And other, diff- and other art forms, yes. Um, yeah, I've met, so, I've met a couple of people who have, but I, I get your point. I, I do think that um, that when you look at just say who are people that have built a career in music in Toronto and, and have um, you know been a part of the legacy of the culture in this in this city um, you know there are there are some people who have Montreal roots who definitely have but um, it's it's definitely not something that is uh, prominent or widely known yeah and that that's always kind of been interesting to me because um, it makes me wonder like where the the connection between the two cities are I know I don't believe that there is much of a connection as much as there should be, you know, it's, it's not a long drive along that 401 to get to Montreal. Um, but I feel like as Torontonians, we, it is in somewhat level of it's intimidating. Um, and for Montreal, there's this coming to Toronto at the feel like there's a different feel to the city, um, less of a, a creative free, uh, more of a concrete jungle type of feel that I don't think really, um, that, that energy doesn't necessarily set as well, sets well with, with the, the vibe that they've created in their own city. So I feel like the idea of connecting the two or them being connected, um, it only happens within individuals and individuals who are ready to take that step in their career and explore or have been doing it. I feel like that's how the connection ends up happening. At least for myself, that's how I look at the connection to Montreal is I want to travel and given this, the fact that we're not able to, but like, you know, if you are a person that likes to go to different places to experience culture and, and really take that in, well, Montreal is the perfect city to go to. So, and that's an easy trip for you to take and it won't cost you as much money as it would maybe to go to New York or to go to Chicago or to go to LA. So the frequency of what you can go to Montreal is there. It feels like the individual who's ready to explore and to be introduced to new things that wants to still have that discovery and that and be inspired, they're making the trip back and forth to, to, to Montreal. And I feel like vice versa, the person that's in Montreal that is in that same mind frame is coming to Toronto to be exposed to different things. There's a difference between the two cities, and if you're willing and want to discover and be inspired, I feel like that's the connection. So it's an individual that's at a certain time frame in their or a certain point in their career or their their creative um, the creative place that is traveling back and forth. In terms of the business aspect of it, I don't. Uh, it's so tough, right? Like um, they program really well when it comes to festivals, and they have successful festivals we don't have as many festivals here. So the return of a book and an act there here isn't as much, but it's easier to book an act from here in Montreal because there's more opportunities on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The festival culture there is really strong. And I think that like you've, you've described something around the, the person that's like that tastemaker or that creative or that aren't, has that entrepreneurial spirit um that's kind of spirit of exploration wanting to connect from into both cities um what do you think about the the appetite for um like broader audience so now you're talking about like people who are just their their engagement with the the culture and music is really like youtube and spotify and 
like they're just listening to music and and maybe and buying tickets going to shows when when those are active what do you think the appetite and connection possibilities are at that audience level between the two cities oh i think that's that's where it's um people the, the connection between the two cities and that wider audience the people that are just looking that are um interested in finding new things that are just on that spotify or on that youtube i feel like there is a there is a deeper connection between the two cities um and i and i want to say like not that it started but when you think of Kate Renata and, and what he's been able to do i feel like that that kind of exposure of an artist then opened up the gate for people to be more interested in what is going on in montreal and then with the exposure that has happened here in Toronto, the same thing. So I feel like both cities, people from them are interested in, in wanting to know what's hot in Toronto and interested in wanting to know what's hot in Montreal. So that that ability for you to have an audience that is looking for you that's not necessarily from the city that you're from um, is way bigger. And I think that connection is definitely there. If there's ever been a moment where the two cities um, are connected from that level where you can find and listen to on a playlist someone your playlist could all be all Montreal artists or your playlist could be all from Toronto, depending on where you're living. I think that's, we're in that moment right now because of the individuals that have been coming out of the city. And like, when I go back to what I was saying, those individuals that have been going and traveling that are looking for that creative experience, I think they've opened it up. So like someone like Bambi, who, who will go to Montreal and play with Moonshine, you know, and and then people who follow Bambi will be will notice that she's playing a moonshine and see the DJs that are playing it kind of opens up this gateway for you know her audience here in Toronto to be interested in what's going on in Montreal and those connection and those touch points I think is how not only the creative individual the musician is connected but how the wider audience is also getting connected to it so that I think is stronger I should say you know than the like individual connections between the artists I think that wider audience because the people are so keen to or um follow and and follow a person's career they're watching that you know and and our abilities to create playlists like Spotify can can take that Kate Renata sound and, and develop a whole playlist with Montreal musicians that you should listen to you know um the RMV um, R&B in Montreal is beautiful. Like it's it's all of these buzzing connections, and because we've had this resurgence of R&B here in Toronto, it's connected the two. You know, and if you're loving all the artists here that are are doing R&B, you're getting thrown artists from Montreal as well. So there's there's this like really um, there's synergies between the two cities when it comes to the music that's coming out. That's what I feel is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that the, the synergies are are they exist. I think that that collaboration between artists then can create this type of exposure, um, and that expands audiences. You know, and that's it's such a powerful, powerful force. You know, when you get people that do have a good following and do have um, a lot of like respect from audiences so if they are going to work with someone or collaborate with someone it's you're looking at it like i I definitely have to check for this person because if they're if this person is working with another artist because of their level of taste and quality and integrity what they in what they do definitely something that 
um, is, is something I should check out. You know, that's yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's awesome. <laughs> it's um, what I've recognized is like is is because people have been so tapped into the music um, that are coming back from each city, and um, there's this wanting to explore Montreal and travel to it like you're traveling to New York like that's the conversations that I have like oh man I need to go to Montreal I need to go to Montreal constantly hearing that happen from the community here in Toronto um because of that synergies between the two musically yeah being put on you know so it's awesome from that standpoint (laughs) yeah I think I think um Montreal is at a really special place right now when it comes to um where the 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 talent, the creativity, and just how, um, you know, the formation of a Montreal sound. I know, you know, when you try to define the Toronto sound again, it's like a gross generalization, but there are um, some kind of features to it and characteristics that have evolved over time. And I think that um, Montreal is developing a sound that definitely does, ha- but it's broad. Like it, it, mm-hmm. cover, it covers a lot, um, but it's, it's a really interesting time for music in that city. Um, we are talking about some of the connections between the cities, but I wonder, given you know the wide sentiment that I've heard, and I think you're reflecting it back, that 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 relationship should be stronger and should that connection should be closer. What do you think is getting in the way currently of that connection being as strong as it potentially could be? Um. I look at, man, I've been having this thought in my mind and I just feel like it's, I look at Montreal and think of it as old, old world and Toronto being new world. Even though, you know, in the development historically, time frame wise, it would have been at, you know, roughly the same time, obviously. But I think the values in Montreal that they stand have that old world feel like as if you're in Europe and we have developed more of a, that new world North American feel in Toronto and the values that both cities have. I think that clashes between the two. And I, and I, and I think that is where I would start as the individuals. When you live in each one of those cities, you build a certain, your values and what the city stands for, the, the things that you will find difficult within your city, um, the roadblocks and the things that are exciting about it. They, they have that old new world feel. And I think that kind of blocks the two in terms of when someone comes here um and is looking to connect and vice versa i think the mentality is just they really don't necessarily mesh which is so odd because um you know we are within the same country and you would think that there would be some types of level of synergies when you see it from a music standpoint but in terms of a vibe and an energy i think that really makes it difficult um for the, the two to connect Obviously, there's not. I can. I could say there's a language barrier, but I don't believe that that's something that should really stop it. And speaking French and 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 then speaking English, like there's, we're pretty good at being able to to, to flow between the two languages. So, yeah, that's interesting because I think like the the obvious answer that a lot of people will go to is around language, but I think. Um, when you start talking about, you know, culture and energy in a city and values, um, that, that, that as a barrier, um, is an interesting observation. And I think that's also, uh, 
really strong site for collaboration. Like the strongest collaborations are ones where there is some contrast, you know. Mm -hmm. Which is like why it's so interesting because it's the thing, right? Like, are we a city that destroys and rebuilds? Are they one that, you know, that values the things that have been there for a long span of time and really tries to invest in them and, mm -hmm. and build them up? And it's it's always been interesting to see even how we interact with art and culture there versus how we would interact with art and culture here and how the what those institutes institutions here how they operate and how the institutions there operate there's differences between the two and i think when you're looking to connect the two cities it's it some for me it, it sometimes i feel like it could be the barrier um that stops the the connections and that and that that ethos, I think, that is the identifier of what Toronto is to, to Montreal, from somebody from Montreal is, you know, um, has that new world vibe. It's like, you know, like we're, we're America. <laughs> we're, the, we're the big, bad, you know, financial well, it's like the capital, right? The colleaner, like politer New York is <laughs> a lot of people describe Toronto, right? Yeah, right, and and like and Montreal has this like Berlin of of the West yes. as kind of a description I've heard. Yeah, right, and where you're you're going to a warehouse for a rave, and you know, like I was explaining, you're going to go to a show on a rooftop that is not licensed for it. Like it just has that where they really are making things happen based off of their the environment that they're given but then you look at like the economics and how the city is built there's a difference you know like rent obviously is cheaper in that city and um <laughs> our neighborhoods are being you know torn down and and condos are going up like we've we've take one has soul and the other one i don't want to say toronto doesn't have it but it's fighting to keep it well i, I think that what you said is um you know kind of poetic of like destroy and rebuild versus um protecting what's been there and th that those two different approaches are, are really interesting and i think the the other that other aspect of you know the there is a lot more industry here um mm -hmm. in terms of like when it comes to the cultural industries you know toronto is the the financial capital of the cultural industries in Canada, um, as much as from a Toronto perspective, we may decry how um, you know limited that infrastructure is compared to you know New York or LA or London or um, you know other other places that seem to be doing things on an even larger scale. But from the Montreal perspective, you you look at the the industry and the infrastructure the level of investment and, and the opportunities that exist here in Toronto do do are at a larger scale. Yeah. Th there's a profit. There's a profit attached to everything, you know, but I hear, I believe the profit in that revenue is, is, is top of mind based off of how the city, the values are. I think there's something important in Montreal about building and growth and the, and investing in that development. And if it earns a profit, that's a bonus, but it's not the top of mind and that then you know when thinking of collaboration and how the two cities could collaborate with each other that's when i think that i was trying to with the values there could be a rift in terms of the approach 
um, that is taken and, and why it would be difficult to, to come to uh, that cross point where the two could work together because of the values that each city is looking for and, um, or believes in. And that kind of is where I, I've always thought that there might be that ridge because it's the only thing I can identify trying to think of like my, my experiences within each of those cities. I definitely feel a different energy and a vibe when I'm in them, you know, but there is a, a common thread between the two when it comes to this energies. Right. But when you're in Montreal, you feel the, that, that um, people are looking to create with each other and, and push the boundaries. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen here in Toronto, yeah. but there's a the infrastructure that is put in place here is one that is looking to generate revenue and profit from it based off of those people who are in control of it, you know? Well, yeah, and the question is a difficult one because it does push one towards generalizations and any generalization, whether it is generally true or not, it's only it would only ever at best be generally true, not never totally or yeah completely true, right? Right? <laughs> um now just taking your mind to like this more uh imaginative and like envisioning space what is it that you think becomes more possible with a really strong ecosystem between montreal and toronto when it comes to music oh i would I would love for people, the venues or the people who have, who are from Toronto to open venues in Montreal and vice versa. Like I feel like um, there being development from different, from people from each one of the cities in the, in the city that they don't live in would be awesome. I think um, Toronto having more festivals being in place that really served like the connection between Montreal, but obviously all the entire country. Um, and that focus of not only booking, you know, local acts, but booking Canadian talent in it. Um, <laughs> there's so many little bits, like, you know, the, the the record labels. I mean, our indie record label pool is, is different when you compare it to somewhere like the UK. And I feel like, you know, having management or, or labels that are looking for artists in both cities, um, would really have that would add that you know like the opportunities for a montreal talent acts to be booked here in toronto um isn't as frequent um and the there needs to there needs to be collaboration not just in the artist level but i but in each layer of the of the music industry so as I work my way up, you know, the, the venues, the ability for the venues to kind of have an opportunity to meet and network. And that typically could happen through a festival that not as just the performance in the showcase space, but also, you know, the education panel discussion component, then the promoters um, working alongside each other on both sides. Right. And then that, um, that booking agent, <laughs> not just representing local acts, but also representing like representing acts in both cities and, and that, and, and then the management and then the label, I feel like we're very much one happens here and other happens there. And it's, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but there's, you know, a handful of maybe managers that have, uh, that have a, that manage somebody that is in both cities, you know, and, mm -hmm. 
it's like the their level of contacts and their relationships if if you're if you're managing people from both cities you're starting to have conversations that are going to be two-way between the two cities so like each layer needs to be talking and communicating right it, it right now I, I feel like it might just be one layer and it might just be the artists that are are, are collaborating in that facet I don't know if the other layers of the music industry are really collaborating between the two cities. Obviously, it's beneficial for a booking agent to have representate to represent artists on both sides, but that would be the thing that I would love to see is is to see each each layer of it really having an opportunity to 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 connect. And that's kind of always been a big part for me personally if I look at it is like moving to London and having a relationship there, I was able to like meet all those contacts, right? And then I come back to Toronto and I can connect the Toronto person to those people in London. I feel like if individuals are doing that in every facet of the music industry, it starts to open up the opportunities for people to connect the two city. Because it's hard enough to just navigate Toronto, to go and try to navigate Montreal without there being something as a touch point. Well, there needs to be the, the industry needs to build those those touch points and then share them amongst the individuals that are here to connect the dots. Uh, that's <laughs> it's a really interesting point you make because it's one thing as an artist or a DJ or like, uh, you know, if you're like booking parties and throwing parties and stuff to be to um, make that connection. Right. But when you now go to like the mass media level and you know, institutions like, you know, CBC, or you look at like, even how something like CTV or, you know, functions, um, when you look at large funding bodies, they do look at Quebec and Ontario as very, very two distinct portfolios, right? There's, There's not a lot of integration at those really, um, large scale levels when it comes to funding and, and media and and just the, the larger parts of the industry. So when you do leave it to just the grassroots, a lot can happen at the grassroots, but it takes also a lot. To, what are you scaling up to from the grassroots? Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I kind of use like how the other industries and like, you know, if we're looking at the film and all this has to do with music, but like, it's just like, you can see there's a, there's a distinct difference. If I talk to a director that's here in Toronto and how they speak of Montreal, like it's so interesting to see that it's this along uh, within every cultural within each part of the art and culture it's there's this difference and we don't necessarily in a the the business side of the music business maybe connect to their their music business right and right. and and that touch point would be so it would be so interesting when you look at something like live nation doing um, when they could in sessions from their offices, um, where we see in Montreal acts, um, I mean, Cali Technics had performed, but, and she's, you know, from Montreal. So I went to a show uh, where Shay Leo was performing uh, right? from Montreal and it was, uh, she was booked with a Toronto artist. And I, yeah. think, I think that was a really interesting thing to see uh, organization of the scale of Live Nation taking, doing taking those little, exactly. So like, you know, you start to see it and now, um, that's Toronto people being introduced to this Montreal artist, our artists, they're bringing their, their, you know, their crew down, they're interacting, but then the catches is, is like, okay, so 
the, the creatives are networking, but then like is the management and, and the labels and the people that might represent them come in as well. You know, like I always think Pop Montreal did, does a, an, a tremendous job in really not just connecting and showcasing, providing a platform that showcases local acts, but taking acts across the country to come and perform there. But the part that's so significant is the other layers of the music business that they put within the, the festival yeah. so that it's something that you can meet the booking agents, the media, the media outlets, you know, the journalists, everybody is coming in and you're getting an opportunity to be exposed, you know, to Montreal, but also be exposed to these other individuals who are a part of the music business that keep the, the engine moving, keep the wheels turning. And I think, those parts are so influential and important for the city. So it would be awesome. I don't, I can't jump to be like, what are the like media platforms if I wanted to put music out right out the gate, you know, in Montreal? Do people from Montreal know Serious Betty? It's like those people are the ones that really allow for the cities to, to connect, you know? You can collaborate with another artist and and have a feature that's one from each city but then where is that where who's speaking about it who's interviewing it's like it's like those parts really keep it moving and, and show the connection between the two cities you know that what you just said is actually leads into another part, kind of type of aspect of the conversation i want to have um with you and i'm going to ask you in a second but i think the point you made is really important it's like there's that awareness and i think that's a huge thing it's like do you do you know what what ig pages or blogs or you know podcasts or um you know outlets platforms to check digital radio whatever and in different um, djs or programmers to to check in each of those cities like where would you start and that's my question to you is to somebody coming from montreal when you're talking about people platforms places where would you recommend they check, they tap in with, that they um, look to if they're trying to connect with Toronto? I mean, Serious Betty, for sure. Um, ISO Radio um, is a massive one. I think it just it touches every um, part of the underground within our city. Um, Planet Huh? Um is awesome. I know they do a lot of things, but it comes from an international standpoint, but I think it's also a touch point as in terms of uh, creatives doing something very interesting within our city. There's uh, Kazim with New Currency, uh, which is awesome and does a really good job. Um, the, the, the crew, Waveland, um, who's been running that Everbloom Festival, I would, they are doing awesome work and you know, for a musician really trying to tap into the city, like that, that's a really good place to start. Um, blank canvas, if they're, you know, op operational from a programming perspective and, and really supporting the community is awesome too. Um, and then from just individuals who are doing and running their own platforms, Caruza, um, you know, is a, an awesome party, but I feel is, is more than just a party it's a movement it's a vibe and they connect or have that connection to a lot of other creatives within the city um so even if it's just an opportunity to go to a party and network it's it's awesome and i think bambi is the same way too as well 
um, it's a really good touch point to be able as an entry point as an artist that I feel themselves is a is a is a movement, <laughs> you know, and and have the and bring a lot of the different creatives within the city together. Like they're perfect hotspots to be able to meet. Um, I wish we had physical spaces that you know. I could say where you could really meet, go to free space was kind of that, that space, but it doesn't exist anymore. But, and the Drake is, is a space where you can guarantee that there's going to be shows and programming occurring, but it's, you know, to be able to get that during the day and, and, and really just kind of um, float within a space to meet someone, it's a little bit different. So that's where it goes um, back to on the Toronto tip of destroy and rebuild is, you know, the, there have been so many spaces like you can really go from like the 90s you know up till now and just list space after space that did serve that purpose that no longer exists yeah and that's like a part that's really tough right because i can tell you a neighborhood to go to um but i couldn't tell you within that neighborhood because the neighborhood doesn't serve necessarily the way it was it was developed or became made popular by creative individuals who came in and, and made it a hotspot, but those individuals don't necessarily live there anymore. Um, and the spaces that have been brought in don't serve those people. So it's like, you know, you can go and maybe walk along the block and find somebody, but is there a coffee shop that I could tell you to go to, you know, um, is so has a place that you're going to go to meet, you know, yeah, but you need a membership. There's all these little, tidbits but those people that i mentioned i feel do a really good job at bringing or creating community and 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 providing yeah. spaces for that community to gather and not only experience what they're dishing out but for you to have an opportunity to meet other like-minded individuals um so it's a perfect starting point yeah and i i think you've listed some really interesting ones like iso radio in the sense of like moving away from actually having a physical place but still being this community and that even without a physical space you can still connect with them and then new currency you know talking a lot about new and building new institutions and um being something that again transcends a physical place but being mm -hmm. an entity and in a community and there are certain like values and aesthetics and and uh tastes that you'll consistently get in those spaces that can help you navigate a city, which is really, really interesting dynamic where holding physical space over generations has been a really difficult thing in Toronto. Yeah, very, you know, and that idea and that concept of space is one that we um, are constantly um, at battle with and trying to understand um, the thing that's interesting with a lot of the, the which I think is partly because it's it's so tough to navigate a space within Toronto and that concept of space again, um, that a lot of these these people and collectives and institutions that I mentioned, they also are a connector to other parts of the world as well because they you know that's kind of where they have they focused their energy on. So it it's interesting to think that um, we don't necessarily double down on Canada. We double down on the rest of the world because it's so hard to navigate here sometimes. And I think that also plays a way to go back to, like, you know, the conversations that we were having earlier as to why it might be difficult for us to connect with the two cities. Is that um, top of mind, the first thing to do is to connect 
to London or to connect to Paris or to connect to a city in Asia. It's not to connect to Montreal. Well, and that's why also I asked a question of everybody in this series about what you imagine is possible. One of the things I think of as possible, if you envision a situation where, you know, the audience in both cities and the infrastructure in both cities and the artists and and the sounds are, are much more connected, that serves as a much stronger base, you know? And all of a sudden it's like home doing things at home becomes more viable. Right. And and Mm -hmm. the, the, the need to exit may still be there. I wouldn't say that it would completely eliminate that and to, to seek other places in the world and other markets, but um, it becomes less imperative. Like you could do more, at home if these two cities are more connected, I think. 100%, like the thing that has always plagued me is is the infrastructure, you know? Uh, And I believe that there's so much opportunity here, there's so much talent here, but have we built the infrastructure that serves the communities that are looking to, to have a career in a creative career where they're able to provide for themselves provide for a family that they may have or they're looking to have and to continue on that path of creating for their entire life like and when you start to think of the things that you want to achieve and what success looks like for you as an artist it's it it naturally makes sense to start looking outward in the places that could that have the infrastructure that will allow for you to to obtain those items when we look at here in Canada, it might become, it's difficult because we're spread out. It's a vast country. You know, it's not easy to get from one end to the other in terms of the price that would cost. But then is the infrastructure there within those cities to really give you an opportunity to obtain those things as well? Do we double down on ourselves? And it's always been something where I'm like, I think just investing in Canada would be so beneficial to everyone but it's hard to get people to a point to stay and invest in it because how do you stop some from from wanting to to be successful well it's not and- the, it's not the <laughs> pathway to like success at the moment and i think that's but it could be and the 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 reality right now is like you really want to grow you do have to connect to other places but yeah if you know that doesn't have to necessarily be our forever reality and 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 going back to this specific question of montreal and toronto what what shifts what becomes more possible if these two cities are more connected and then what becomes more possible if we are able to accomplish that that these kind of connections between other uh, major canadian cities and even other um, parts of rural canada become more connected Uh, you know does does that shift that in some way is is what we're exploring right yeah if we figure out how to connect if the the idea of connecting the two cities becomes a reality and the cities connect and there's this flow between the relationships and the infrastructure that in the opportunities i believe it creates a country it, it serves as a model that then creates a country in which an artist has never has to leave Canada. I always think about it as like, and I mean, I'll use, there's the States and there's like, there's England. Um, 
OJ the Juice Man never had to leave <laughs> um, Georgia to like to be a, a successful rapper, you know, because there was opportunities that connected him to multiple different parts of the state that allowed for him to earn a profit and to push his career and push mixtapes and push albums. You never have to leave. I know artists that never leave England. They just tour England. Every city in England, they tour because there's a connection from London to Liverpool to Bristol to Brighton, all across it, right? So you have all of these like audiences that are are active and engaged and interested in new talent and discovering new talent that you can do. If we develop the connection between Montreal and Toronto, I feel like we start to create, we start on the path of creating a country that is connected where an artist can tour every one of these cities and develop and have a fan base. You know, this is not just, um, his name slips my mind right now, but like when I look at Canadian rappers or or R&B singers that tour across the country, you know, we have, Shad, um, who at the time when he was touring could could go across and go back and forth, you know, could do maybe small venues one way and then come back the other side from Vancouver and do stadiums. You know, he's built that type of um, audience. But that's, I think if we learn how to connect the two, the two cities between Montreal, we start to find the connection in terms of being able for an artist to build, build the presence within those cities. And I think then the opportunities within other cities to start to build those platforms that are necessary for an artist to build their audience start to become known, you know, and we start to now connect like what I was saying before and connecting the promoter and the bookers and those things start to become, um, jump to the forefront and, and start to now really be like, oh, wait, I can put somebody in Barrie. I can put somebody in Regina. I can do someone in Winnipeg, like there's, it's endless. And we start to create a music industry that doesn't need to take an American artist or a British act and bring them here. The Canadian acts are touring and we've created our own music industry that is really at top of mind. And then we start to create our own genres, you know, like we start to define what it is that we have. And I think that's why right now it's so important because there's a natural synergy between the two cities to create that. Yeah. I, th- I think that's that a really, um, you know, cause it, then you start, you're starting with a, a bigger base. And I think that, you know, it has to be said, say with something like England, like they don't have the geographic restrictions, but how does a, a digital age change, change how um, much geography has to be a barrier, you know, as, is another interesting question, but I want to um, go to something really practical now. So it's a two-part question. What one thing would make that could shift in the relationship between Montreal and Toronto that would make the biggest difference for what you do? And then the follow-up to that is what's one thing based off of your skills, your experience, you know, and, and what you do that you can contribute to that relationship? Um, <laughs> I, I, the one thing that would make it. Like the biggest difference know. for you, biggest difference for you and what you do starting there. Mm. 
Um, I always look at the fact that what I do is 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 being introduced to new musicians and that discovery aspect. Um, so for me, in order to like make a difference in between and like have this connection really start is is being able to, and I guess it kind of ties into the other part of the question is is using the venue that I have, you know, to to put on and connect the two cities. Um, is and it's something that prior to COVID was the thing that I was working on doing and bringing the collectives to program musicians from their city within the venue and have that was be long standing nights that run on let's say the first Thursday of every month, you know, where you're being introduced to artists from Montreal and they're taking the drive down and, and they're really they're they're starting to build their own little community here that can connect to Toronto. I think really utilizing the platform to have people be able to discover those artists and then vice versa, um, creating the, when those artists come and those collectives come, building the relationships with collectives and groups here to allow for them to go and do the same thing. So really using the connections that I've built to allow for the two cities to connect. Um, and sometimes you just need someone to introduce you and to say that you, you know, oh, you should really meet this person. I think that's the strongest way and the way that I would love to or I've been trying to connect the two cities. Um, right now, obviously, we aren't in physical space, but having those conversations and those opportunities to be able to utilize my platform to showcase those acts to an audience that's local and here in Toronto um, really would help um, and put things in a different stage where, you know, uh, the culture that exists within Montreal is is being planted here and, and as it has an opportunity to grow. Um, and there's a space that you can physically go to, to see it or, or a platform that can showcase it. Um, what I would hope for is, is for the, the, the platforms. I think that's where I would struggle is like, how do I find this? And that's kind of always been my, my starting point is, is, is what exists that is showcasing those artists currently. And um, and can we really connect the two cities so that people are using those blogs or websites or Instagram accounts um, to find just new music in general? You know, and Sirius Betty does a really good job when it comes to Toronto and New Currency will do a good job too as well. Um, but I don't know what that is on the Montreal side, you know? And that's like, I have the friends that would put me onto it but, and other collectives that I might know, but I feel like if there's a way to develop a platform of some sort that really um, showcases not just Montreal and Toronto, that we're focusing on that, but like a platform that just literally just looked at connecting the two cities. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, a medius or something, you know, and, and it could be as simple as just a podcast that is a new artist every, you know, every week. It's... It's the simple things that I'm like, I wish that that could kind of be in place. And, and that is kind of where I look at it. We live in such a, in a digital age and that, and that world is being created and molded as we speak. So to put right now, that's the easiest way to connect the two cities is, is creating something within that digital space that speaks to it. And maybe there's things that exist that already do, but um, if the intentions actively are to, to um, connect the two cities and that platform does that, that would be a massive help. 
Um, That's amazing. I, I really, I really appreciate the reflection on those two um, questions, and I think that those are things that um, are your contribution and, and what you're looking for would both really make a difference and be really meaningful. The last question that I have for you is just going back to the whole purpose of us having these conversations because you know we really do believe that it's a conversation people want to have and it's a conversation that can spark this kind of latent desire for this relationship like it, people really want to see it grow um, in both cities and I'm wondering how how has this conversation shifted or reinforced the importance or how do you think a little bit about differently about the possibilities in the relationship between Montreal and Toronto? <laughs> when you sent me the questions and like just what we've been speaking about it, it's got me energized because I realize, and I've had these thoughts about just the connections to, you know, the cities that we have here in Canada and specifically these two cities um, and how important it is um, for the cities to be connected for and for the better good of musicians um, who are looking to progress within their career and and have um, and obtain success and whatever success looks like for them. Without the two cities connecting, I I believe and you know it's it's sad to say that what success looks like for those musicians will be difficult to obtain without the two cities connecting. Mm. Um, I believe when we look at just trying to focus on the infrastructure that is local here within Toronto and then the infrastructure that's there in Montreal, it's, there's, it's still difficult for a musician to earn a living. <clears throat> that doesn't change, you know, but if we connected the two cities and we start to look at the, the parts of the cities that, that are, are um, able to do good and, and they, they serve the community and the parts of the cities that don't, I feel like the sharing of information will allow for us to start building that infrastructure between those two cities that then can be used as a model across the rest of the country and then allow for us to now finally have that ability and that platform um, for artists to be able to make a living and not have to rely on maybe the grant system to, to, to do, to, to earn profit, <laughs> to, 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 to get into a, the studio to record their, their albums, uh, to, to do their music videos. I feel like now I'm like, whew, I knew it was important before, but like just going over it now and trying to really think about it, it's like without the two cities connecting, um, the future isn't as possible hmm. for what I believe is necessary for the industry. It will yeah. just be in the same system and it and and people will just keep on leaving to obtain the things that they want in life. And growth will kind of will move at a really slow rate. Will we get there? Maybe. <laughs> and positivity wise, yes, we will, but it might just take a long time to develop. Whereas right now, you know, like I said before, the digital space is being created and it would allow for the rate that the connection between those two cities, two cities to happen at a faster rate I think yeah um, it's really important and, and this conversation really does highlight the, the importance of it and um, 
trying to figure out the different ways that we can connect it um, should be top of mind. It's top of mind for me um, and makes sense for the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I really thank you for sharing your time, for sharing your ideas. Um, and it's really great to have a conversation with you because, um, you know, this is something that you have already been working towards. You've already been thinking about and playing a part in. And I think as, as we're all going from thinking about it to acting on it, I think that, you know, your contributions are going to really be really important in this. So thank you. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate having this conversation. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you for listening to this conversation and connecting with what we do through Convene. Gratitude to the team behind this series on the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto, Nabil Shash, Alicia Roberts, Martine Anon, and Sebastian Miller. For more resources on this conversation, go to watervision.com, watervision.com. This project is funded by Factor, the Government of Canada, and Canada's private radio broadcasters.